We are remaining boa. Step away from the mundane and let's talk about everything and nothing. Remember, just vibe. Discuss things. Talk about. Yeah, we talk about how things are boa and, and uh, how they progress in a boa fashion. Uh, today is Saturday. January 22nd, 2022. It's a, it's the 22nd of the 22nd. Does that make sense? Podcast number nine. It's a lot of twos in today's date, really. I mean, when it's February 22nd, 2022nd, I mean, that that's going to be next month, this day, will be the, the, the day of twos. Uh, the, the, the day of twos. The day of twos. Yeah. The day of twos. Um, the day of twos. Uh, we are uh, current. Uh, well, currently, Sean's in his studio at the house. I'm currently in my car, running this through my car because I am having some some uh, refurbishing done on the interior of my my home. Um, so, pardon any kind of weird acoustics that are going down because this is due to me sitting in my car outside of my house. Uh, yeah, as we have to move around occasionally, we'll have to do a car cast. Yeah, car cast. We call it car cast. Uh, or- webcast yes so it's a webcasting car cast um filled with amazingness okay so today uh we have some super awesome topics uh unfortunately we do not have a guest for today but it's still all the same because sean and i bring the hilarity every time every single time uh that being said uh we have some cool topics i'll let sean kick it off with the first one which is about a gentleman kind of going through some stuff. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's so many things that happen across the world, like so many random things like every day. So this guy in Tonga, he swam and survived. He swam approximately 24 hours after a tsunami swept him out to sea. So can you imagine like being somewhere and having a tsunami come in and somehow swimming through it and not getting hit by any object and like coming out the other side of the tsunami, but like out in the ocean, like imagine surviving that and being like, oh, my, shit. my first question, back. Sean, my first question to start this off is how far out did he like get like pulled out? That's a like. It must have been like if you swam for tw- how fast do you think you could swim an hour? And but was it like a rip current that pulled him down and spit him out, or did he like swim over the top? Like, there's so many questions. Like, I saw a video of a tsunami recently. I don't know if it was the same tsunami, but like, and it was a sad video because you see like people on the beach and they're kind of like seeing the wave coming and they like know they're fucked kind of thing. Yeah. So this one guy he's on the top of the hill dog and he sees the tsunami coming and there's a palm tree in front of him and he just stay other people are running like away from it he just stands in front of the tsunami and he starts punching it bro like he's like a muay thai guy like you can tell he like knows how to fight a little bit and he sits there and just start punching the shit out of the tree until the wave takes him it was so like crazy bro why why would he do that that what I don't know why. I don't know why, but that's like. I'm thinking what he did. you're gonna tell me like so like he did something like super like 
like off the fr- you know off the cuff like figured out a way like not to be killed but like he was just punching a tree before he died basically ah he was just like valhalla <laughs> started hitting the tree dog and that was it man and then he was you know i don't i don't know if he survived like the tsunami that i saw it was you know not some super 50 foot wave tsunami but it was like a powerful wave that came through and knocked out trees and houses but i mean if i had to guess i would say it was maybe 18 foot or something like that so i don't know but dude had a vendetta against the tree that he had to handle before yeah, the tsunami yeah, yeah. he had to handle he had to handle this one he had to score to settle before the, the wave is takes me Man, that's crazy. It, it's, what's insane is like, like I was saying, you could probably swim probably a mile an hour if you're like full blown. Yeah, but would you swim and expend like your max speed if you like had to like preserve and preserve energy to swim back to the shore? Probably not, dog. You'd have to like. So, but I mean, that would be if you weren't panicking. I mean, if you were, if you were panicking when the when when you're like when you get pulled out, you're like, oh my god bro where am i <laughs> i'd be like look for like something sticking out of the water and swim uh I, I, you know like, gotta be honest i think that because he was like a tongan man and he lived on the island he was probably a fisherman or something that already had like some swimming experience i don't think like you know like betty from boca is gonna make that swim you know i wonder though but that's a good question though Probably oh, a Betty, Betty and Boca right now. That's like chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think about it. So he probably swam. If it's 24 hours, my assumption is like 15 miles. He had to swim for 24 hours straight, and that's that's exhausting. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've <laughs> swam. I mean, I have legitimately swam out. Maybe maybe up to like between half of a mile and a mile like from the beach out and you know come back in and it's a workout yeah but i mean that's a half a mile dude like you're talking you're talking uh, 24 he, hours he lo- like there's there's more to the story he low-key like used some loggerhead turtles or something you know like breathed some extra oxygen in with some kelp that he found you know like you don't even know how magical the tongan dude was and how, how did he have to fight the current? Was there like currents and like waves and like like water turbulence? Like what? I mean, probably like in my experience of like swimming through big waves, you have to either go through them, like make yourself, your body like thin and like you're swimming, like you're diving and like yeah. cut through the middle of the wave. But if it's a really strong wave, I don't know like what that's like. Uh, or go over the top if you like swim up to the top of the wave and like come over the crest or if you just go down below underneath of it any one of those it's still a strong wave is gonna throw you around a little bit but like he had to do like one of those things you know I imagine he was probably if I was to guess already in the water and was able to kind of like swim up to the top of it or and like get over it and not take the main course. Like, yeah, but it had to be like, it had to be something weird. Like he held onto a piece of debris and it pulled him out. And then Debris? He, yeah, and then he was probably like, damn, like I gotta get back. Like, where am I? So he's gonna he probably kind of scoped the area, looked for stuff sticking out of the water. 
or something on the horizon and just start swimming in that direction. That's pretty crazy, man. <coughs> big, big up, big up to Tonga, man, uh, who didn't die from the tsunami. Twenty-four so, hours of swimming, though, dude. That's yeah. absurd. And, and you know, energy to the families of the people that were affected by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our prayers and, and condolences go out to those that lives that were lost. Pretty rough, dog. You know, like a like water. Like some of the worst ways to die involve like the elements like if you fall and hit the earth it's gonna fuck you up if you get burned alive it's gonna fuck you up like drowning like you know if you get whipped around by a tornado like into a wall like you know the elements can really phase you up like space is an element go out to space without oxygen you just die so you know for that, people that survive stuff like that it's pretty incredible you know that's always freaking me out though more than anything like if you had to pick Nah, I mean, obviously, you would never have to actually pick how you would die. But if you had, if you had, if you were forced to select a way to die from the elements, what would it be? And what would, what would be the worst one? What would be the worst one to do? Be I definitely choose space for two reasons. One, you'll quickly die. Two, the last thing you get to see is space. Oh, that is true. That's actually a really, really good one, Sean. Yeah, space would be cool. Um, I think, for me, horrifying as far as, like, the worst probably has to be falling. I know that to you, you said that that's, like, I feel like that's the worst because you know you can't fight it. I don't it. mind. No, I don't, I'm not scared of falling, and I'm also not afraid of heights. I'm scared of hitting the ground after I fall. <laughs> so because of that, I respect it. Like the actual falling process and like all that stuff, like because like a part four doesn't scare me. But I mean, I've literally walked up mountains, you know, to where it's a fucking steep edge and you can die. Don't get it twisted. But yeah, like earth, like to fall and hit rocks and like it would really probably hurt really bad for one moment or it like wouldn't kill you. And then you'd be like phased up in a ditch somewhere. Like, you know, like there's no way around. That's more, I'm talking about like half a plane. Like if you fall out of a plane. That's pretty much like death. That's pretty much like death on impact. You yeah, know? Like, you like know you're dead, but you're still alive. Like you know If I fall out of a plane, I would try to land head first. Yeah, like if, you, if, if I fell out of plane with no parachute, I would try to land head first. <laughs> Straight up, you wouldn't, I would. to, like, you wouldn't try to create drag with your arms, like pull up, put them out to the sides, and like your legs. Dog, I would, I would, I would, I would take the quickest death possible, bro. Take, pull, take your shirt and like spread it out to where you're like creating drag. What dog? I would do it like a G, and I would belly flop it out. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be the worst. But like, you know, like, and the reason why, I, the reason why I say that is because like, if you're, if you, if you like catch on fire, or if you are drowning, you can like, if you're drowning, you can you can swim towards the surface. If you're if you're on fire, you can like try to put out the fire, rolling around, uh, try to try to to to, to extinguish what, what what fire you have on you. Um, if you're if you're freezing 
you can try to get warmer by piling snow on top of yourself or by that's the way to get warm huh no seriously it is no seriously they say that they like if you get bro can you imagine like drowning and like trying to swim out to the surface and then like after like a minute of doing it realizing you swam the wrong direction Dog, in 2017, the um, there was a guy at Burning Man. I love how you just kind of said that and like moved on. That was that's a really frightening thought, Sean. Swimming there's a guy, the there's a guy in 2017 at Burning Man, and uh, now they have like a perimeter set up differently. But on whatever night, he ran into the Burning Man full speed, ran into it, disappeared. They didn't find anything, not his bones or nothing. And people like tried to get him like last minute and like tried to run after them. But, and like put it, let's put this in perspective, okay? I've been to Burning Man. When the man burns, you feel the heat off the man like a hundred feet away, you know? So there's a point definitely as he got closer and closer to the fire where, you know, he had the option to change his decision because like of the level of heat coming off of a 50 foot fire. Um, but yeah, dog. He must he, have been high out of his face. They actually said he wasn't on drugs. They said he just uh, was like upset about something that had happened like in, in his life or I don't know the details. Um, but you know, they really had no way of proving anything because he was just like, they couldn't go into the fire or put it out really to get him. Uh, but yeah, can you imagine being there and being like, oh shit, that's a dude. Oh shit, it's probably like, you know, part of the show, like he's running towards the fire. Oh shit, that dude ran into the fucking fire, dog. Oh and then now after that, they have like a different perimeter on it. Yeah, you. I mean, that's just, that's not cool for anyone to either a witness or be be a part of that. Also, like regardless of regardless of the reason and how tragic it is, like that dude regardless of his head state or what brought him there, had some serious balls running into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like, like- As he got closer, it was like getting more intense. Like you could feel it like making yeah. it crispy like right before you even hit it. That's so full, full speed nonstop just ran in until it was nothing though. Crazy. Wow. But I mean, I guess, you know, some people, they don't know how to process things and they end up doing things that are a little bit brash and, uh, you know, and it's not like, that's crazy. And it's not to be here to come and like talk about death. I mean, death is a part of life, you know, and death is like something that's just like a real thing. And it's like, um, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like honoring the dead to talk about things that they did. Especially because the last year, for at least for me, has been like filled with. I mean, as far as like Corona, so I was like looking up this morning, you know. Um, yes, you know. Speaking of death, um, the the world Corona death count, and this is just you know Google. Obviously, this probably is not a hundred percent exact, but um, the Corona death count right now there's currently. 5.59 million deaths worldwide so like just over half a billion and there 346 million cases so there's less Wait, cases see that see those numbers again that was insane say that again there's 5.59 million deaths worldwide there's 346 million cases uh worldwide so you know, we have about, what, 8 billion, roughly, people on the planet. 
Um, you know, the Georgia Stone says that we have too many people on the planet. So, you know, and that's just the death of that. There's a lot of it. There's been a lot more suicide. Yeah, I, re- I read an article the other day that was saying that fentanyl is like the 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 the, the, the United States capital killer um, uh, above capital punishment, gunshots, uh, guns. Right uh, now, the population growth is down. Like people aren't having babies, and you know, people are dying. And then, like a lot of people are having as- adverse effects from you know, different things that are going on right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, um, the planet Earth cannot sustain humans unless we completely change the way we interact with it. Because if we were to actually change with the the way we interact with the planet, we could actually sustain more humans. But at the current rate of what we're doing, um, the amount of people is something that's taxing the planet Earth. So... Uh, they're saying yeah. that another 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 half a million years though, like another five hundred thousand years, and the, the the sun will expand uh, to a point where we can It's not livable here anyway. Yeah, we but not like humans won't be around in that time. This is like a small blip of consciousness that is like allowing humanity. Like so many perfect things are coming together to allow us to have a peaceful state in the cosmos to live out this, and we're like fucking it up. So it's like if we we can actually accelerate our problem uh, more quickly, but. We're also, and that's what we're doing. We're trying to change it, but it takes like massive infrastructure change. We're smart enough that we can work with animals in the planet and make the earth more productive. Like that's how smart we are as humans. Capabilities and potential spiritualities. Like we can actually do things to help um, the planet earth be more lush and more productive. Um, you know, we can apply, for example, permaculture on a wide scale to help with all the deforestation and different things that we're doing. So, you know, the, you know, we can do that. We're not necessarily doing that. People are doing it more like on a smaller scale. Um, but yeah, bottom line is regardless of. Yeah, but in order for us to make those changes, that would mean that the people that are, that are in power would have to relinquish their power in their and I it just they have so much leverage. Does it does it really require that or does it require something else that we don't really see yet? Um, you know, does you, you know what I mean? Like um, this is old money and old ways and they have a firm grip on, you know, the world, but they're free from it. And that means that it's possible. And then the more people that do that, the energy that they put together will just create a new situation. Um, but right now, regardless of the good and the bad and everything in between that's going on in the world, because quite frankly, it's not anything other than what you focus on, whatever you give your attention and believe, like that's how the world is for you. Um, but regardless of the, you know, two sides of the spectrum and everything in between and our understanding and opinion, things are for reasons we don't know yet um, exactly how they are supposed to be right now. This is true. So let's talk about this, you know, um, meatloaf actually died. And if you know, if you know this reference and if you don't like, you better ask somebody, no, if you You don't ask somebody, 
you uh, should look and see the movie and learn the reference. But Meatloaf was Robert Paulson, and he had bitch tits. And in Project Mayhem, somebody has a name. His name was Robert Paulson. But also, he was a good rock star, right? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, Meatloaf was a good rock star too, right? Uh, he was he was uh, he was more than an rock star. He was like a prolific singer. I think he did opera as well. I'd have to look into it, but I, I'm pretty sure he was just a prolific uh, singer, songwriter. Uh, I think he did some Broadway stuff. He was an actor. He did some heavy acting in the '80s, um, and then he did Fight Club, uh, where he play, he played a hilarious character in Fight Club, and he actually yeah. his acting chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Paulson. Yeah, so... Was that his real name, Robert Paulson, or was that just his name in the the movie? That's his name in the movie Fight Club. Ooh, in the movie Fight Club, that is his name. I was not aware of that. Yes, you have to watch it again. There's a big reference to it, because in Project Mayhem, somebody does have a name, and his name was Robert Paulson. Project Mayhem was the other, other movie? Chris clearly doesn't remember the details of Fight Club. I've watched Fight Club like 30 times. Um, Fight Club is, has like a cult following. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Project Mayhem was the cult that they started. <clears throat> so do you think Robert Paulson and Betty White are burning some heavenly trees right now? Hey, maybe. I, I mean, you, you know, it's, it, it, it depends on whether you believe in, in reincarnation or in, in going to heaven. I mean, I mean, do you think Robert Paulson died because of that bitch, Carol Baskin? Bar- Carol Baskin, Beryl Caskin, Carol Baskin is, uh, she's a weird character. I don't know if you saw the new, uh, what, what was it called? Tiger? What is it? What's the name of the, what's the name of the show? I only saw the first Tiger King. Tiger King. So there's a Tiger King 2 on Netflix right now. Uh, not as entertaining, not as entertaining. Yeah, because um, probably has less of Joe Exotic because he was in jail. Yeah, dude. Did you watch the first one? It's like it's the most absurd thing. I remember my cousin Justin had told me to watch this, um, and we watched it, and it was it was beyond weird. It was like. I remember watching and being like, what is this bizarre mix of events? A guy's messed out, dressing up in, as like different village people. Like, <laughs> like the first opening cutscene when the when the when the woman gets her arm ripped off by a tiger and eaten. He he runs up and he's wearing an EMT, like 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 bedazzled EMT outfit. He's like, I got this. <laughs> I remember thinking in my head, like, what would go through my mind at that moment? Like, my arms, like, like gone, and I'm like looking up, like passing out from blood loss, and this guy messed out comes up, like, I got this. I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> my life is, this is it. This is how I die. There's gonna be just this like <laughs> gay redneck dude in a bedazzled EMT outfit. Like, I'm done. This is it. Call it a day. My life's over. I just died from a tiger ripping my arm off. 
And I just remember watching that opening sequence and being like, this is a ridiculous thing that's going on. It actually like went on for a long time. These people like, this was like a thing. I don't know. I saw Tiger. Cause I saw Tiger. Oh man. The Tiger saw man. Yep. Zasa Tiger. Yeah. Uh, bro, I think that the best character in that was Bhagavan. He was raw. Who's Bhagavan? The guy that had the harem of girls with the tiger, uh, like zoo thing. Also. No, you got the guy with the white hair. Yeah, there was like three people. There was three main people. There was Carol Baskin. There was Bhagavan, and then there was uh, that that guy. That guy is what the, the 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 new one is about. The guy that one is more about him. Um, yeah. And he was actually more of a scumbag than, uh, than uh, what's his name? Exotic Joe. Joe Exotic, sorry. He, he's, he's, he was more, like, he was more, he was weird. He was predatory. Joe Exotic was like, you know, they were like meth heads. Yeah. And then Bhagavan was on some other, like, thinking he was a god thing. And yeah. then that bitch Carol Baskin murdered her husband. They actually, there's like a lot of, like, that's, a, it's also about that too. There's a lot of proof that uh, that she had something to do with it. Not like, not that she directly killed him or that or anything like that. Maybe he may have killed himself, but like she like drove him to do it. Basically, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, evidentiary information that shows that she was like she had his will rewritten right before he disappeared. Like a bunch of things. So that led right, that led up to right before he died that it was like kind of weird um, that that happened. So um, I don't know. I mean, it could be it's up for debate at this point. What you know? And they're still do. They're still. It's actually still an open investigation on her because she like what she did was super suspect and doesn't make any sense. Like you get the guy's will rewritten. Uh, it looks like it was forged. Um, he vanishes. You get all of his money. But apparently that wasn't all of his money too. They found out that that he may still be alive is what they say in the, th- in, the, in, the in the documentary that he may still be alive and then he had like money stashed away in like Costa Rica or something. Like he was he was like a he was like an arms dealer or something weird. Like he did weird stuff that like no one really knew what he was doing. Yeah, there's a special kind of person that, that, that deals with that world. And, you know, those are big facts. Like, Epstein didn't kill himself type facts. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's another thing. And what has been going on the last couple of years? It's been insane. Like, if you really think about all the stuff that's been... It's like, it's like a, this weird rip in reality that we fell into. Like, so many <laughs> things have gone on in the last two years that it, it like, it, as far as, like, in the media and, like... And like just like coronavirus, dude. Do you remember when coronavirus hit and you like walked outside and there was like no one there? We talked about this before in the other podcast. It was it was it was amazing. It was one of the best times ever. I thought it was so bizarre to go outside and like no one was like outside. Like it was like I was all over Fort Lauderdale and Broward checking shit out with my bike, and um, it was I don't know. You were just breaking like state laws, like just going ham. Drinking what? I said you were just breaking state laws going in. Oh, for sure. <laughs> drinking what? <laughs> <laughs> Coconut. Like, I definitely wasn't like drinking. Like I definitely don't drink. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So actually, what I've done during this time is I really like 
focused on my practice and you know as far as yoga is concerned you know people talk about yoga and they acknowledge more and more that it is beneficial but they're like oh i don't have time to go to a yoga class or this and that they always make some kind of reason but the point of uh, overall yogic practice is to understand that what you're doing is you're really like practicing a way of life and well, to I make think it- that most people sean most people think that yoga is the exercise physical aspect of that yeah, it's perfect it's really that you said that. There's, there's yeah. a lot more to it, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect that you said that because, like, in the West, um, most people think that yoga is, like, the whole of yoga is actually just one part of eight steps. And these steps are called Ashtanga, which is eight limb path. And uh, the third part, which is physical practice, is very important. But the rest of it, you can practice right now, day to day. The first parts of the practice are ethics and morals. And they are non-violence, non-stealing, truthfulness, non-grasping or coveting, and retention of your vital energy. And then purity, contentment, um, discipline, self-study, and presence or absorption into the present moment, which has, helps you understand stuff. But those are the first two limbs, and whether you ever actually go to a hot yoga class or do a downward dog a day in your life, you can practice thinking and acting ethically and morally. And this yeah. just allows you to clear up your thoughts because you know if your thoughts aren't clear, it's like the water is boiling, so you can't see the surface and see yourself or what you really are. The uh, the third part, the physical part. People think that they just have to do yoga poses, but the purpose of the third part, which is asana practice and yoga directly focuses on it, but is just for you to do some type of workout with your body and move it so that that way your body is open and fit enough for you to sit up straight for a period of time with a good posture, straight spine and meditate. That's the only purpose of the physical part. So you can play basketball and do that, for example. You can work out and go to the gym and do any kind of practice and do that, and that still covers the physical part. Um, The fourth part is withdrawal of the senses. So, you know, we're always focused with our eyes on the external world and on our phone and what we're reading and everything, this and that. So we, you know, don't really take the time to close our eyes and withdraw from all that stimulation and just have silence so we can just look within. Um, So it's withdrawal of the senses so you can kind of look within. Because the more you look within, the more you tap into your intuition. Um, Then the fifth part is breath control. So you can just sit and do breathing practices, meditate, just focus on breathing in and out through the nose, through the throughout the day. The the breathing aspect and the the yogic practice and just learning more about breath and how that can affect you physically, mentally, spiritually. So pranayama means life force extension. So controlling your breath not only extends your life, but controlling your breath controls. If you don't control your breath, then your mind controls you. So you'll never be able to meditate because you'll never be able to sit still and focus on the breath. So these are the five external limbs. And if you don't practice these five, it'll be hard for you to access the other three. 
But these are the first five steps. And it's steps like a ladder. Start with ethics and morals and practice all these things. Um, the last three are concentration. Uh, you cannot meditate without concentrating on the breath. So you have to be able to sit and block out things and focus or concentrate on one thing, anything. But in you know this case, it's the breath. When you can concentrate on the breath for a long period of time, and if you're violent or you're not strong or you can't control your breath or your eyes are darting all over the place or any of these first five things that we discussed, you're not going to obviously meditate because then they'll block you from your meditation. Um, but once you can do all these things and sit and concentrate in stillness, this leads to meditation. So then, can you tell me? Can you tell me a little bit, Sean, about how one uses breath um, in a moment of of peaked anxiety and or uh, peaked aggression? Yeah, of course. Um, so basically. These are the true tests because, you know, it's all well and good to sit still, but it's a real test when you're, you know, having an emotional reaction to something and rather than it taking over you or you blocking it out in that moment and meditation makes you better at this. But in that, in that moment, you remind yourself because you're becoming aware that you're acting with anger or you're becoming anxious. You remind yourself to focus on the breath. And when you do this, you know, it may take five, 10 minutes or so, depending on how angry or how anxious you got um, for you to come back to the breath. And once you do, the anger and the anxiety subsides because what anxiety is, is you had a thought and it caused your breath to change. And it changed for so long that it caused you to have a lack of oxygen and increase of carbon dioxide. So it kind of feels like you're dying because your organs, yeah. aren't, your, your, your organs aren't getting the oxygen you need. So you don't need a chemical for that. All you need to do is to have breath control. The problem is people don't know how to focus on their breath. So when I learned, I used to get very bad anxiety and when I learned to meditate over time, now I don't get it, but sometimes it comes up. Uh, but I have the practice to remind myself to breathe when it comes up and then after a few minutes it passes. Um, so that's how you do that. You just remind yourself to focus on the breath in and out through the nose, steady and comfortable breathing in and out through the nose. And that is exactly what will get you past any emotion, actually. Um, and, when, and what is the prolonged effects, do you think, in your life by practicing these things? It, how, it allows your body to go from a sympathetic reactive response in your nervous system to a parasympathetic one. So you don't um, get emotionally involved either happy or sad going up or down by anything that's happening you stay neutral and that doesn't mean you're not happy your neutral state is actually your most you know natural state which is bliss um so even over excitedness so your naturals you're saying you're not sorry for speaking over you but you're saying you're, uh, a human being's natural state is happy you're uh bliss which, bliss. Is, different, which is different from happiness yeah well, how is but, that different? i would explain uh, if you understand bliss, it's the state that you achieve once you eliminate the mind. And it's just a feeling of like overwhelming love, really. Um, and if you haven't tapped into it, you don't really fully understand it, but that's the answer to the question. Happiness is, um, you know, a choice, really. It's the positive side of the spectrum. 
Um, you can choose also to be unhappy. Everybody tells you this when you're unhappy, but they don't tell you this when you're overexcited or manic or excessively emotional on the high spectrum, because that also is causing you to uh, waste energy and change your breath. The point is to be neutral and unaffected, but that actually doesn't mean that you're not involved. You're actually more involved with your feelings so you can feel them more, which is cool because that's what you're here to do is feel and have this emotional experience. But you're supposed to feel all of it, the good, the bad, and everything in between. Some people don't like some of those feelings and they try to repress them or avoid them or numb them away. And you can't do that, you have to feel them. Um, if you want to be free, you have to feel everything that you've thought about and feel it again without reaction and come back to the present moment. Then, you know, this is all the practice that leads to like a better meditation. Once you can concentrate, once you can meditate, then it leads to the eighth limb, which is Samadhi Bliss. Um, bliss Absolute. And it's better than happiness and you can stay there. But this yeah. is deep levels. But this is deep levels of practice, and it can seem unattainable and unreachable to people. So that's why you say, "Well, start at the beginning. Ethics and morals. Are you violent? Do you steal? Are you lying? Yeah. Do you covet other things? Are you wasting your energy? Are you pure? Are you content? Do you have discipline? Do you study yourself? And are you present?" And if you're not any of these things, well, start paying attention and trying to be these things one at a time. And then overall, this is the way, okay, the eight limb path or Ashtanga that I just explained, this is the path out of suffering. This is the path out of your mind. This is the path towards enlightenment um, and freedom of all suffering through understanding. So that's really what it is. And it's not a workout. It's not a, um, I mean, it is a practice, but yoga is actually a science. If you practice this science and it's laid out in steps, you will achieve these things, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only reason why, it's not like we're looking for what to do anymore. This has clearly been written for thousands of years and it's the prevailing philosophy of yoga in the West. The reason why people don't attain it is because it's difficult because you have to face yourself and lose the self that it's you also, thought it's you also were. it's also it's also not widely taught like you have to go to the right places uh one of the things that i read was uh you know gurus are all around you um and when you're ready your guru, your guru will appear which means that your teacher will appear um if you're ready for different parts of learning in your life different parts of life will teach you um you 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 know if you're caught up um trying to find um you know a, someone to teach you or someone to guide you um a lot of the time you have to look inwards um and kind of and kind of look at yourself and 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 the things that you've learned already and kind of speak to yourself about how you process the things that you you know and whether or not you're going to continue behaving in the way that you've been behaving or if you're going to make um make yourself uh aware of your own behavior and how you're affecting others and yourself with that behavior and being present and also um being aware which is something that we talked about last podcast and i think that it's prevalent to, and, and important to kind of touch base on being present and being aware um and being and being 
in control of, of one's of oneself. Um, and control doesn't mean to to block yourself from being you. It just means that you sometimes are doing things or behaving in a way that's harming your either situation, those around you or your own self and your own um, presence. Um, that being said, uh, we're, our podcast is running a little long today, but we want, we want, we have one last, uh, item that we wanted to talk about. It's, it's humorous. Uh, we like to keep things hilarious here. So we actually, Sean and I had actually spoken to our friend. We're going to, we're going to call him the fisherman. Uh, he has been, um, Chris, but real quick though, look at number four on the list. Hang on. I know what number four is, Sean. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Hold on, hold on. So I can say it in its in its in its perfection. Hang on a second. No, don't say it, bro. Just vibe. We'll wait for another one. Um, okay. We'll talk about the fisherman, but also number four. Yes, yeah, number four. Hilarious. Okay, just so just remember number four. Uh, Twelve benevolent elephants with elements. Yes. Sitting on. Oh. 11. So Sometimes there's 15 of them. Sometimes there's 260,000. Oh, there's 11 and I'm the 12th. No, because there's actually a million of them. And there's I am. And they're all one. Jai Ganesha. <laughs> they're all one as Buddha is Nirvana. So, and so we're going to go and we're going to talk about this hilarious fisherman story. So we have this friend and he called us three way, Sean and I. Uh, yesterday as i was driving home from my office um with the most hilarious and also very thought-provoking scenario that he had gone through which was that he had been speaking to someone that he had met um uh, online uh, he had met this person uh uh he he's a he's a man so where he met a woman online and he thought she was very attractive he thought that she was the the uh the answer to his loneliness, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, long story short is he said they, they things got hot and heavy between them. They were talking for over a month. Um, I, I, I it, it escapes me whether he actually spoke to her on the phone or not. Did he? No, that was he was trying to. He was trying to get her on the phone, couldn't. Trying to get her to FaceTime, couldn't. Trying to get her to meet him, and every time. Yeah. So he met her on the he met her on the dating app, and he was talking to her for like a month back and forth, and they were sending each other back and forth. Let's say the pictures were provocative. Um, uh, the fisherman was doing like spreads and everything, um, and I you call know, it the showed pick. He's yeah, 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 yeah. It's the showed pick. <laughs> the CP. And, you know, they were sending each other stuff back and forth. But this happened for like a month, you know, he was trying to see her and talk to her, but he felt a little fishy about the situation and he was trying to get her onto FaceTime. Um, but they were sending pictures back and forth. So at one point he was like supposed to meet up with her and then she changed plans last minute. And then he was like, yo, what, what the fuck, right? So he's like, yo, send whatever, you know, send me a picture right now. And so she sent a pic, but he looked in the background and the TV was on and the TV had a football game from a few weeks ago. And the fisherman put a few, put two and two together and 
called her out on it saying, yo, this picture is from like a few weeks ago. Uh, what's up? And then she blocked him. So he looked a little further into it. He did some research and uh, ended up finding out who it was. And who it was, was a 17 year old um, gay kid from Miami, somewhere in Miami. And um, he was catfishing our friend by sending pictures uh, and pictures and videos of a girl saying that he was her and did that for like a month. And then our friend found out the person's parents phone number and that he lived at home with his parents and he called the father or the mother and then they said what Chris? <laughs> they were highly apologetic uh, from what he said and then they, uh, I can't remember everything he said but he said that they were like he he eventually got a hold of like the, the kid's aunt or something and then the aunt got a hold of the parents and then the parents contacted our friend the fisherman and then our friend was super hilarious like <laughs> got caught up was like basically saying like and this is this is where it gets kind of serious is where he he basically told the the, the the he got on the phone with the kid the kid was uh there with on speakerphone with his whole family around and he basically told the kid and the, and i agree with Steve, with uh with uh, <laughs> oh my goodness it almost came out there with the Stenis? Stenis. um so i i agree with 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 the fisherman on this but he he said to the kid like look you don't know who you're messing with man like this could have been really bad like i could have got really upset i could have been somebody that was very full of hate and could have went out and found you and did something terrible to you or, or yeah he's like look how easily i found you he's like you don't know who you're doing this he's like you know you're a 17 year old kid he's like and you're catfishing grown men um it could be you know and i realize there's a lot of harmless catfishing that's done and then people find out they just stop talking but you know there is potentially that person that can cause a problem and it's so easy to find like people's information that you know you just like that's why that's why that's why you know society and this is me saying this but th that's why society now kind of growing towards this online kind of world society. Yeah, like going towards this online world where you're crazy where you're trying to create connections via the internet or trying to meet people that you don't know via the internet. So was our friend the fisherman or was he lacking but well? Yes, he was. He was. He was thoroughly lacking Boa. But uh, I wanted to tie things up with that story. That story was hilarious. Um, we're gonna tie up today's uh, podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Remaining Boa, uh, and uh, look out for this to be published here after I chop and screw it. Thank you so much. Look forward to you guys listening in next week here with Sean and Chris on Remaining Boa. Peace, peace, peace. 
we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties at the end of this one, guys, but thank you for listening to Remaining But Well with Sean and Chris and our guest star Manny today. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, leave them underneath and talk to us and remember to subscribe. Thanks. Guys, welcome.